All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's after 2 o'clock. It is game day on Sports 1440, Oilers Nation YouTube. How are you? It is the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where, hey, man, you can have all sorts of fun if you're trying it out for the first time. Use the uh, promo code SPORTS50 and you will get a $50 free Bet, of course, uh, you can do uh, same game parlays, you know, mix in uh, different sports, you can do the boost bets. They got it all at playalberta.ca. The Edmonton Oilers are on the road tonight, the first of three games in four days. They take on the Islanders tonight, New Jersey Devils on Thursday, the Rangers on Friday. It's a three and four nights, but there's no planes involved. The Oilers, uh, you don't have to move like... It's not very far going from uh, Long Island to New Jersey to the uh, the Rangers. It's pretty easy travel for them. So uh, fatigue, a lot easier on this trip than it would be in uh, some other ones, for sure. And just like when they come out of the break, they go San Jose, which is a little bit of a flight to uh, L.A. and Anaheim. But uh, obviously L.A. and Anaheim, not far apart. A lot of times the teams will stay in the same hotel. So if uh, you're ever going to have three and four, these are probably the uh, two of the best trips to have three games in four days. Oilers, uh, Stuart Skinner will be back in between the pipes tonight. Drysaddle's going to have Nugent Hopkins and Fogel on his line. McDavid with Hyman and Kane. McLeod will center Yan, Mark, and Brown. And uh, Derek Ryan looks like he's all right. Looks like he's, uh, he's going to play. At least he was uh, taking the uh, morning skate today on a line with Sam Gagne and James Hamlin. Uh, Adam Ernie remains the extra forward. Calvin Pickard will be the uh, backup, but uh, he's likely to play one of the two games against either the Rangers or the uh, Devils. Stuart Skinner, by the way, this is his first game ever in 
New York against the Islanders. It's uh, one of the few cities he's never played yet. Uh, he's never actually played a game against Nashville anywhere, home or away. Uh, hasn't played a road game in Anaheim. Hasn't played a road game in Arizona. Hasn't played a road game in Ottawa or in New York against the Rangers. So who knows? Maybe he'll play uh, tonight and Friday. Although if he wins tonight, something tells me that uh, you could see him against the uh, New Jersey Devils again. I know uh, Calvin Picker did beat them uh, last week, so maybe it will be him. We shall see. Now, the Oilers taking on the Islanders tonight. When you think of the Islanders, you probably think defensive hockey. Well, not right now. Did you know, in their last 10 games, no team has scored more goals than the New York Islanders. They are averaging 4.2 goals against. And in their complete bizarre world, they've allowed the second most goals. They're scoring lots all of a sudden. And they're giving up a lot. Now, the reason I think they're giving up a lot of goals, two of their best defensemen are out. Adam Pellick's been out since uh, November 24th. And uh, Ryan Pulak has been out since December 7th. So that's all 10 games for Pellick he hasn't played. And uh, now you've missed the last few weeks with Pulak. So that's two of your top three defensemen. Obviously, they still have Noah Dobson. He's playing over 25 and a half minutes a night for the Islanders. And Dobson... Horvat and Barzell all have 16 points in their last 10 games. That trio has been very good. Now, Dobson, obviously, defenseman, but they play him a little bit uh, five on five with that line of Barzell and Horvat and Anders Lee. So the orders tonight, I know it's odd to say, but you got to really respect the Islanders' offense heading into tonight's game. They're coming in, they got a lot of confidence offensively. Now, the good news for the orders, you should be able to create chances. Against the Islanders, the way they're playing. Now you got to beat Sorokin. That can be challenging. But not impossible. Three of his last six games, he's lost, and he's allowed four, five, and four goals. So, hey, other teams have found ways to beat him. They generate good chances. The uh, Islanders' power play, second best in the NHL in that 10-game span. The only one better, the Edmonton Orders. So you got the top two hot power plays going head-to-head. The Orders' penalty kill, very good. At 87%, fifth best. Meanwhile, the Islanders, that's the one area where the Orders have an advantage. The Islanders penalty kill lately, not very good, 72%. But the Islanders don't take many penalties. And the Orders don't get many power plays. So we'll see. They're going to have to work hard if you're expecting power plays in tonight's game. Uh, either way, between the Oilers and the New York Islanders. So uh, we'll talk a lot about that on the show today. Also... We are going to uh, hear from uh, Mark Masters, uh, talk a little uh, World Juniors. Of course, uh, the World Juniors, you've got some uh, prelim tournaments going on. Uh, Orders, of course, don't have anybody playing for uh, Canada in this uh, tournament, but there's still lots of good ones. Uh, Sean Brown will uh, join us in studio today. Uh, Andrew Gross will give us the uh, breakdown of the Islanders in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, Scott Barney will uh, join us. Talk about the uh, Junior A uh, Challenge. Uh, Struddy will be by Speck, uh, Derek Van Deest. So uh, busy, busy show. Canada West, by the way, was the uh, victors in that uh, recent tournament. So also uh, Jennifer Morrison is uh, going to join us in the uh, 340. Something that's very important for you as we head into the uh, holiday season. Kids are out of school. And sadly, there's been some... Like, if you can think of the worst possible case scenario to have happen in your neighborhood, it's happened to a few people. So uh, we'll give you a little bit of advice on something to avoid around the holiday season, specifically with your kids. 
All right, so we'll get to that. As always, you can text us, 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. We got uh, lots to get to in that. And, of course, month of giving. We got a great group of packages today. We actually have two packages today. So package number one. This will be, uh, and you know what, uh, Michelle has done this uh, for many years, very generous of her to do it. Every year, this is one of the best bargains you will get. If you're planning to sell your home in the next six months, a year, heck, in the last 18 months, doesn't matter because there's no uh, end date on this. Uh, Michelle from Acquired Real Estate Group, uh, she puts her commission up. So basically, so how it works is uh, usually when there's a commission on the sale of your home, right? Their uh, half of the commission goes to the selling realtor and the other half goes to the buyer. So on $100,000, that's uh, 3500 to each side. And then there's uh, about 1500 1.5% on the remaining. So if you have a $500,000 house, what you're bidding on today has a value of 9500 Got a $600,000 house, it's eleven grand. $700,000 house, twelve five. you get the gist. So this is an absolute steal. Michelle has done this for us at the month of giving now. I want to say this is the sixth or seventh year. Everybody who's uh, done it with her in the past, uh, there's people that are struggling to sell their house. Uh, they team up with Michelle, and boom, she has sold it usually within a few months. So uh, she's great at what she does. Uh, she's very generous with this. So uh, if you're looking for a fantastic deal on the sale of your home, you can do that uh, with Michelle Dirk from Acquired Real Estate Group. 833-401-1440. That's package number one. Package number two. This is uh, where you're at. You're going to be the dinner host. You're going to have a five-course meal at your home prepared by Chef Paul Schufelt. He's executive chef, uh, owner of uh, the Workshop Eatery, Woodshed Burgers, uh, the Hayloft, and, of course, uh, Robert Spence Catering. Unbelievable chef. We've done this a few times. It's amazing. And so there'll be you. There's eight of you. Right, so four couples, you want to have a, you know, eight guys, eight ladies, you choose. It doesn't matter. There's eight of you, and then uh, myself, Sean Brown, and Struddy, our Tuesday guys, will come and uh, join you for dinner. Have some laughs. We had a great time with this. Uh, Curtis bought this uh, last year, and uh, it was loads of fun. So that's package number two, five-course meal. Now, also, it comes with uh, dinner pairings of beer and whiskey, We'll be provided by uh, Dave from uh, Yukon Brewing Company and uh, Two Brewers Whiskey. And so, uh, and man, the stuff he had last year was awesome stuff. I've never really tried. I'm a big believer. Like when I go out for dinner, it's always great when you get to try new things. Paul comes up with like the appetizers. Oh, it's like the food is endless and it is so good. So, and then of course, dessert because uh, no meal is complete without dessert. So uh, the date, uh, we pick a day that, uh, that works for you. Okay. And us, of course. And so uh, there you go. So package one is the uh, commission uh, for the seller's commission on your home because you'll be selling your home. And uh, package number two is a dinner for eight of you plus three guests, myself, Brownie, and uh, Struds, courtesy of uh, Chef Paul Schufelt. He'll bring in everything, all the catering, and then uh, Dave provides uh, all of the uh, pairings and whiskeys and everything, and it's awesome. It's great. So Package one will help out Santa's Anonymous today, and uh, package two is going to help out the Christmas Bureau. So 833-401-1440 if uh, you want in on that. Also, NFL last night. What a game, Connor Halley. 
Now, I know, like, you got nothing on the line now. Your fantasy team's done. Your team's done. But, man, the Eagles thought they were going to win that game. <laughs> well, Gregor, uh, I, I will say I did win my consolation matchup. So there's something on the line. You know, got to play for a little bit of pride. But for sure, uh, it, it had all the storylines going into it, right? We didn't know if we were going to see Jalen Hurts or if Marcus Mariota would get the start. He made it. But then on the flip side for the Seattle uh, Seahawks, obviously, no go for Geno Smith. And when I saw Drew Locke going in there, I had flashbacks. I mean, we've seen him play, and it, it hasn't been very good in the past. But when they needed to make a few big throws, he had the big throw to DK Metcalf, and obviously the touchdown at the end of the game. Great drama. And the people that are calling the Philadelphia Eagles pretenders, frauds, whatever it might be, that crowd's going to get even louder because uh, when they have had to play teams that are a little more competitive, they don't quite look like they once were. And I'm sure people will find excuses. They say Jalen was sick or whatever it might be. But for the Philadelphia Eagles, you just got to be pretty worried because when you look at that division in the NFC, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers just continue to separate themselves and show that they are the class of that conference. But good for Seattle, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Uh, that was a fantastic effort from them, doing so with a backup quarterback. Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, huge for him and uh, huge for Seattle to uh, to keep their playoff hopes alive. The uh, the NFL playoff race this year, man, it, it you can't tell me that you're not entertained by the playoff race right now from uh, really from from top to bottom you look in the uh, in the afc you know baltimore is the number one seed but they're not locked in heck miami isn't locked in at the number two buffalo still could technically catch him because if buffalo wins their final three games then they're 11 and 6 miami if they split their next two games and buffalo wins their two games then the final game of the season first place will be on the line in that game outstanding uh, Chiefs are uh, the third seed, one game ahead of the Jaguars, but obviously they could still move up one, move down one. Cleveland right now is the uh, the first wild card team, nine and five. Then Cincy and Indianapolis and Texans and the Bills are all eight and six right now. The uh, the Bengals and the uh, Colts are technically uh, sixth and seventh, and even the Steelers and the Broncos at seven seven aren't out of it. Raiders are six and eight. I know technically they're not out, but trust me, I think they're out. Over in the NFC, you have the uh, 49ers. Uh, they're winning their division, of course. Uh, Cowboys, uh, they've clinched a playoff spot. The Eagles have clinched a playoff spot. Uh, Detroit officially hasn't clinched, but Detroit's going to get in. But, man, you don't know who's finishing first. Heck, Dallas and the Eagles are 10-4, and four, three games to go. One of them's probably going to be the number two or three seed, or the other one's going to be the number five seed and start on the road in either Tampa Bay or Atlanta or New Orleans because uh, those three teams are somehow in the playoff race and they're actually in the division race. Tampa's seven and seven, New Orleans is seven and seven, the Falcons are six and eight. So that's a, that's a race there. The Vikings, the Rams, the Seahawks, all seven and seven. Man, it's amazing. There's lots of teams still in the hunt in the NFL, which will make the uh, the final few weeks pretty entertaining. I like it. So we opened up, uh, we had Corey in at 1,000. Norm uh, is up to uh, 1,100. Uh, we have uh, Chris in at um, 1,200. And Dave's now up to uh, 1,500 on uh, package number two for the uh, the dinner. Package number one, uh, Mike has it at, at 1,000 bucks to start. So uh, seal of a deal, the, uh, I always say it, the, the best deal, if you look at just pure value, every year the best deal uh, because most houses now, an average house is like $400,000. It's crazy, but that's like an average house now. So that would be $8,000 on the uh, selling commission 
on an eight thousand uh, if you have a four hundred thousand dollar home. Lots of homes a little bit more than that, so you have more savings every way up. Another fifteen hundred for every hundred grand. So just think of it that way. So we're at a thousand for package one and fifteen hundred from Dave on package number two. Lots of text flying in, 833-401-1440. Um, I, like I've said, you know, we get trade requests every day uh, involving Jack Campbell. None of them are realistic. I just have to be honest. Right? Jack Campbell has three years, three and a half years remaining at a $5 million cap. It. He's not even playing well in the American League. Right? Like, honestly, I was look like, even if you want to try to use Cal Peterson, Cal Peterson had two years left on his deal. And when they traded him, they still had to retain two million in Proveroff. Right. So basically, you know, you shed some of the salary, but you still retain two mil. So it's basically like you moved out three of it and you moved out Sean Walker and more. And it was only two years. Right now, Campbell is three and a half years. And Cal Peterson, um, when I looked at his numbers in the American League, it wasn't an 888 save percentage, right? That's what there. It's hard to find a comparable to Jack Campbell right now. A guy who has that much time left on his deal, who is playing that poorly, right? That's the, uh, that's the issue, right? Last year, Cal Peterson had a 904. Not great, but he had a 904 in the minors. Campbell's at 888. That's the uh, that's the other difference. So we will uh we're going to see how it goes. Mike's up to uh, 2 G's now on the uh on the dinner. Hey guys, does uh, Nugent Hopkins have a no uh, trade clause? Uh, no, he has a no movement clause. Which uh, means you can't put them on waivers, uh, can't be traded. Um, I don't. Uh, you know, are, are you suggesting the orders move Nugent Hopkins? I don't. Uh, I don't see them moving the guy who's a, who's a pretty major piece of their penalty kill. He's a pretty major piece of their power play. He's a pretty decent player, five on five, and he makes just over five million dollars. Right? Like, there's. Are you going to get better value? at what you pay him for what he produces, right? He's a point-a-game player again this year. Now, not a 100-point player. That's fine. Heck, if he's an 80-point guy making five mil a year, you're doing cartwheels. And he's good on the penalty kill. Like you, uh, to me, it's hard to find um, much better value than that. Hey, guys, is there a worse deal anywhere than Jack Campbell's? Or at least in the history of the orders from Dean, honestly, Dean, I can't think of a contract that is aged as poorly as that. Like we're only a year and a half into the contract and it's, it's virtually untradeable. It's awful. Like that contract by the orders management, they got to own it. It's been awful, right? Awful. So you, you can't sugarcoat it. You can't, well, there's this, well, there's that. No, there's nothing. Because Jack Campbell, keep in mind, he's been down in the minors since early November. He was only up in Edmonton for less than one month this year. So you have got one year and a month. That's it. Honestly, I can't think of a worse contract. 
Not not even close. There's none that come remotely close. People will say Lucic. Lucic still played in the NHL. Right? He got 50 points to his first year in Edmonton. And then you traded him for, for James Neal, and James Neal had one really good year. Okay, second year, and then obviously the wheels fell off. But at least you traded him for that. You didn't have to give up other assets to do it. It was a straight-across deal. To trade Jack Campbell right now, you have to grossly sweeten the pot to do it. So, honestly, I can't um, I, I can't think of a, worse, of a worse contract right now. Hey, guys, money wasn't the same, but Belanger was awful. L. Nate. Nate, that's a good one. It was only a three-year deal, not five. And, yes, the... Uh, the Belanger Triangle. Oof. By the way, though, not to pop my own tires, but that was a sick nickname. <laughs> he didn't like it. Oh, but it's Tay. Truth hurts sometimes. God, where offense went to disappear with old Belanger Triangle. Like, yeah, like he got overpaid for sure. But again, it was n- not remotely as crushing as Jack because at least Belanger was still in the NHL. Now, he wasn't giving you a lot, right? Wasn't getting now. He'd never been a huge producer, but at least he, you know, he wasn't a complete disaster, right? It was close, right? And I think he only played what uh, two out of the uh, the three years. Did they buy him out? I think they bought him out of the last year, right? I have to double check. I think they did. So yeah, that was pretty bad too. Ooh, mama, we could uh, go. We could have a fun show. Well, maybe not that fun for some of you, but uh, interesting when you uh, when you think about. Some of the bad deals, but honestly, I don't think any come close to Jack Campbell. He played one year of a five-year deal. One. Awful. Quick break. Uh, When we come back, uh, we'll uh, discuss a tournament that many of you love. Uh, Sit back, relax, and enjoy it. And uh, Canada, some uh, some young names to, uh, to watch for coming up. 227. Guys, wasn't Clefbaum's contract worse? Hell, how? Clefbaum is like a top pair defenseman for you. He got injured. And couldn't play then, couldn't end up the final few years of his contract. But then he was on LTIR. It didn't, didn't count against the cap. Right? It, it, that, that didn't hurt the you know, All it didn't, didn't allow them to is accrue cap space for a few years. But even then, that would only been one year because the other, they had other guys in LTIR. So, no, Clefbaum's contract wasn't, <laughs> wasn't bad at all. Um, James Neal, same thing. They had to buy him out the last two years of the deal. Right? Uh, went from five mil, you know. Now, dead cap space sucks, don't get me wrong, but they would have had to buy out Lucic either way. So, you know, one or the other, and it was slightly lower buyout. That was the only benefit, really. So um, the uh, the Lucic one was bad, but still not as not as painful as this Jack Campbell contract is right now. Let's get to the uh, World Junior Report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. The no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Or, hey, maybe you're thinking summertime, even on your AC unit. Go to LegacyHeating.ca. Mark Masters from uh, TSN joins us from Sweden. Uh, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, just saw the first game. Uh, and uh, we're off and running here with Team Canada. Uh, looking at Team Canada, um, you know, they get obviously a big boost by getting uh, Poitras back from uh, Boston. How much of a surprise was that? Well, you know what? When they left that spot open at the selection camp, it sure felt like they felt optimistic, more so than, the, I guess, the general public was feeling, because the sense was it was doubtful, right? Poitras is playing a key, you know, he's playing a, you know, a consistent role on a, on a contending team in Boston, so 
you know, all the, the kind of buzz uh, from the outside was, 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 was that it was doubtful, but certainly there was a quiet uh, optimism, I would call it, around Hockey Canada that maybe they could, uh, could, could make something happen. And Potra had been a healthy scratch in a couple of games. He got benched in another game. And uh, so even though it is, it is a huge boost and, and, and perhaps a bit of a surprise on the outside, I feel like Hockey Canada just, they don't leave a spot open like that without some sort of feeling. So um, it's a bit of a surprise on one hand. On the other hand, it's not. Either way, it's a huge boost. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. When you look at this, uh, what are the lines set already in your eyes, Mark? Like, do you know who the top two lines are going to be? Uh, I don't know because we haven't seen Potras uh, in a practice yet, like on a line in a practice yet. He was the extra guy at the morning skate. I can tell you that you know one of the stories coming out of this first exhibition game tonight is that the Macklin Celebrini line. Uh, with Fraser Minton on left wing and Jordan Dumais on right wing, uh, they looked really good. Um, they looked like the, the chemistry is there. Minton moving to the wing after playing uh, center most of the last two years, including in the NHL with the Maple Leafs to start this year. Uh, Dumais was named player of the game, got a nice uh, basket full of candy <laughs> from the organizers here. Uh, so he was popular in the dressing room afterwards. And then Celebrini, I mean, he's the youngest guy on the ice, and he's constantly standing out for positive reasons, constantly dynamic. So I think, I don't know if you're going to see that line change, but Potros has got to, got to come in, and I imagine he might push Easton Cowan, the, uh, another least prospect, uh, down the lineup and, and, and slot in beside Connor Geeky and Matt Savoy. So we'll see what they do at practice. I think they're going to take tomorrow off, and then we'll get a better sense of, of where this, this, this lineup is going on Thursday uh, when they have their practice before their second pre-tournament game against Switzerland. Yeah, the you know you look at these uh, these pre tournament games. You've covered this tournament uh, more than most. Uh, how much do you take, if anything, out of them? Well, I think it's it's you know it's it's about the chemistry. It's about feeling good going into the tournament. It's not it's about you know staying healthy too. When um, we saw Kirby Doc get hurt in a pre tournament game uh, ahead of that bubble World Juniors, and he was their captain, and you know that's a huge blow for Team Canada in that sense. So you want to stay healthy, and you want to develop, you know. Chemistry, I think you want to see the power plays clicking. Canada's both units scored tonight. Um, so I think you just want to be feeling good. I, I don't think you read too much necessarily into any sort of results. Canada beat uh, Denmark 8 nothing today. It was an under-25 team from Denmark to try and make it a little more competitive. Um, so, yeah, I think it just depends, right? You can kind of, you can kind of sense certain things um, in certain years, and I think we'll get a better sense. They got back-to-back games Friday and Saturday this week. I can tell you they don't usually play the Americans, so I will be very curious to see what shakes out on Saturday when they play the United States because I think a lot of folks consider the Americans the favorite, if not the co-favorite, with Sweden. So um, that, that game I think you can maybe have some takeaways from on Saturday. When you look at this tournament and you see the other rosters now, they're pretty much filled, and we know that Russia's not part of it, but the, the Finns, I don't care who's on the roster every year, Mark, they show up. Uh, they're, you know what? Uh, they're always in the mix for the medals. Uh, always don't always win gold, but, man, they always show up. Like, is Canada and the U.S. the clear favorites in your eyes? Uh, I mean, it's hard for me. I'm not as – I'm really plugged into Canada – so I went, you know, pretend to be an expert on the other countries. Yeah, just the buzz from talking to people uh, is that the Americans and the Swedes, they have a lot of returning players. The Americans have seven. The Swedes have nine. Uh, Sweden has home ice advantage. And the Canadians just not having quite the same amount of star power um, as in recent years. The Canadian Team Canada only has two top ten picks. 
And they're both ninth overall picks, uh, Matt Savoy to the Sabres and Nate Danielson to the Red Wings. So it's not quite the star-studded Team Canada that we've seen in the past, but obviously it's still a very good team and more than capable of winning the gold medal. But when you're just looking at the rosters, it sure feels like the Americans uh, in Sweden, even without Leo Carlson, who's in the NHL, they just they look like they just, with the experience they have, uh, may be a little bit ahead of Canada. So I think that's what a lot of people are saying. It's the Americans, the Swedes, and then Canada's kind of in that in that spot behind them. Uh, and that will be interesting because Canada's not used to that, right? Where yes. I, it's not, it's rare, rare is the tournament where Canada doesn't come in as kind of, uh, you know, the prohibitive favorite. So um, that, that gives this tournament a little bit of a different feel. Where do you, like Celebrini, and you, we've seen some underage, well, underage is probably some young guys in this tournament before. It's usually an 18 and 19 year old tournament. There's the odd guy at uh, 16 or 17 who makes it, uh, not many, but uh where, where do you rank him? How, how has he looked? How, what's your expectations for him in this tournament? Well, because Canada doesn't have the same top-end guys, uh, they're going to have to they, – they need him. They need him to be a driver of this team, and he looks right now more than up to it. I mean, he went into selection camp, uh, and he admitted to having some nerves, but, boy, he didn't look that way. Uh, he, he's got the, he loves having the puck on his stick. Uh, he sees the ice really well. I like that he mixes it up, too. He's not afraid to kind of get involved physically uh, against older guys. And why wouldn't he be, considering he's playing against older guys every day in the NCAA? So he's, just got a, he's definitely got an aura about him. Um, you know, no one's going to be like Connor Bedard was last year because that was insane what he did, the MVP of the tournament at that age. But he's, he's, there's no doubt he's got a special quality. We'll see if he can keep building on it. It's not easy. There's a reason it's considered a 19-year-old tournament. But just the way Team Canada is built, they, they put him in the middle, right? Like they, they're playing at center. They're, they're not pushing him to the wing so far. Uh, he likes it. He wants to be in the middle. Uh, and so far, so good for him. And if he can keep building this way, he's going to be an absolute stud. He might, it might be his team. Might be the the Macklin Celebrini team and year. That might be what we remember it for for Team Canada this year. Mark Masters joins us from uh, TSN. And Mark, you look at uh, you know you mentioned Sweden. Like they, the Swedes. This is probably big for them. A, they're hosting, and, and B, the, they they haven't been maybe at the level that they've wanted the last few years for their World Juniors team. Who who are some of the guys for Canadian fans maybe that uh, aren't up to date on the on the on the prospects in Sweden that they should be watching? Uh, closely when this tournament starts yeah i mean i think that you you first of all in in terms of the team just in general um yeah team sweden two gold medals they had the one in alberta obviously in 2012 and they they've underachieved at, at the end of the tournaments here so of course the you know when they're hosting it now um there's pressure on them to to deliver on that so that can go one of two ways for them they can either you know buckle under it or you know they can say this is you know this is our time and i'll be intrigued to see which way they go uh havlet and that you know they've always got the goaltending it feels like uh for them even though he's undrafted guy um that will be big i know the last time the, the world juniors were in sweden in malmo you know it was tough for them because finland their big rivals um ended up walking away with the gold medal and they had to watch that on on their home ice. Uh, Axel Sandin Pelican defense is going to be huge for them. Tom Willander, who's playing with Macklin Celebrini at the Boston University, another key defenseman uh, for them. You know, they've got uh, Lecker Mackey, the Canucks prospect up front, Oscar Pedersen, uh, you know, Otto Stenberg. So Fabian Wagner, a Jets prospect. Liam Ogren uh, is, is their captain. So 
Noah Oslin. So they, they got a they got a great roster. They got a lot of uh, again guys with experience. So pressure will be on for them, and we'll see if they if they can deliver. How um how is this tournament? You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's only Canada cares, and I strongly disagree with that. Uh, what's the feel in Sweden having the tournament? Well, it was a fun night tonight. I'm in a, a really small barn here in Malmo, uh, and it was packed with a few hundred fans and lots of children. Everyone was excited. You know, Sweden's not playing in this game tonight, but everyone wanted to get a glimpse of Celebrini and see the, the star power on Team Canada. Quatras was not playing, but he was signing a bunch of autographs. So all the kids came on the ice after the game, and they were surrounding the Canadian players, taking pictures, signing autographs. So there's certainly a lot of excitement uh, in and around the city, I was, you know, it's, it's a great feel. It really felt like a junior hockey game. Rasmus Anderson's mom is working at the rink here, which is awesome. Uh, so she's uh, heading to Calgary next week to visit with her son. Uh, and it's just, it, it was a great night. So I haven't seen, I haven't got the feel in, in Gothenburg. We'll see what happens. We get there in a few days. But certainly in Malmo, uh, people are excited about this tournament. And certainly they, they feel feel good about Sweden's hopes. Yeah. Um, Mark, uh, always good to catch up with you, man. Uh, enjoy Sweden. I will. Anytime. That's uh, Mark Masters. The uh, World Juniors, of course, uh, get going on uh, Boxing Day. And uh, Canada, I'm, they're not, they're not going to be the favorite every year. I'm not surprised by that. We, we could have a whole discussion. When, when I look, you, you look at the top 15 scoring leaders right now in the NHL. And uh, tell me how many are Canadian. All right. Go through the list. You got Nathan McKinnon. You got Connor McDavid. How many other ones do you have? Right. Sam Reinhart. And Kale McCarr. That's it. And then in the uh, top 20, you can throw in Braden Point. That's it. And we could go into a long discussion as to why, and uh, we'll probably do that this summer because I think it's worth a discussion. I'm not into, I don't believe it's, it's necessarily systemic. I think there's right now the big mistake that Canada makes is we have tried to weed out players at a young age. Oh, these these seven years and eight year olds and nine year olds, right? In all, it doesn't matter what league it is. It doesn't matter if it's Hockey Canada. It doesn't matter what it is. There's there's way too much of an emphasis on what is now a smaller pool of players at a young age. And so what happens when you shrink your, your pool? Guess what? Because no one knows the size of players, the will of players, the determination of players, the interest of players and what they're going to be like at 16 to 18 to 23. They just don't. So could have a whole discussion on it. And I, I think it's worthwhile. I think there are I think there are models that are helping. And there's others that are hindering it. And. We're going to have that. You know, I've talked to some people that, uh, that are part of the models. That, now, my, it's only my opinion on which models I think are good. Right? And I can tell you that, you know, because everybody's, oh, yeah, the HSL is uh, ruined. Right? No, it isn't. Right? The, that league started essentially because they got tired of Hockey Canada and Hockey Alberta doing nothing to try to improve. They never want to change anything. Ever. Right, think about how much change has finally occurred only recently because of it. Right, they've been playing small, uh, and trust me, half ice works. All the numbers back it up. Look at the U.S. hockey model. You could in Europe. Look at how many kids 
play half ice at a younger age. Because what is the game of hockey, really, when you expand it? It's a bunch of small ice games. Right? Sure, you have McDavid every now and then. It looks great because he flies up the ice. But he does that more on the power play than he do five on five. Right? Nowadays, you want your defense when they got to get up. The like, there's still some coach that, Oof, I don't want my defense when rushing the puck. I actually had a player who is in U13, whose coach told him, I don't want you rushing the puck. What? Like, think, how are those people coaching? Right? Think about that. How does that person allowed to coach to tell kids, do, do you even watch the game today? Your defensemen now arguably have to be some of your best skaters on your team. Because they're up in the plate. They're expected to not only pass the puck up, now they're expected to join the rush. And then they're expected to be back. Like it's way defensemen used to be, hey, can you just uh, clear the front of the net, play physical, and dump it off the glass and out? Think about the evolution of that position. It's amazing. Right before, you know, sometimes it'd be, well, you know, the big kid who's not a great skater is physical can play defense. Not anymore. It always helps if you're a big guy who can move. But, like, look at today's NHL defensemen. Look at guys like Victor Hedman. Right? Darnell Nurse. Those guys are six, but they can fly. Right? Then you have guys like McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Outstanding skaters. But you got to be mobile. you got to move the puck. Right? Obviously, defending helps. Don't get me wrong. you got to be smart, but you don't necessarily defend with the same punishing level that there used to be. So I still shake my head when you have coaches telling kids, you can't rush the puck. What? And I'm sorry. If it was me, every hockey association would sit down and say, okay, we are going to have coaches who mentor all of the levels. Because you have some unbelievable athletes. Maybe there's a kid, and by the way, hockey's still a late developing sport. And there's kids who don't join till they're 9 or 10. But because obviously their skating's behind, now they get stuck in Division 5 or Division 6. And there you got a lot of volunteer coaches who some of them don't even want to coach. They don't have a lot of experience in making a practice plan. So now those kids are getting no proper coaching, ever. So any of their natural raw athleticism is never going to get maximized because they're not taught anything. They, they're not, they don't know what to do. So to me, it's a... It's a concern when you look at it and and the longer it goes on. It be One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It becomes more of an issue, but all you got to do is look at the top scores in the NHL right now. NHL players still make up over 50%. There's only 20% in the top 20 in scoring right now that are Canadian. Quick break. We'll come back on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 250. Lots of texts coming in. Hey, guys, uh, price is the biggest uh, point of uh, emphasis. Uh, the knock against the HSL is the uh, price point. It makes the sports more difficult to afford. It's number one to turn for Mortgage Mike. Well, here's the thing, though. If you actually look at price per skate, HSL really isn't any different than uh, if you're playing in an association. In St. Albert, because I trust me, I crunch the numbers. Right? You would get more ice time. That's all. You're just paying for more ice time. But the actual cost per ice time skate isn't much different. Right? And you know what? Uh, you, there are benefits. Uh, in most cases, you get better. You get better coaching. More committed coaching. There can't argue that. So. Um, the price point is one to me where we have to look at lowering the price point is getting kids back out and practicing on outdoor rinks. It's just that simple. The cost of the facilities is extremely expensive, right? So how can you lower costs? Even if you're playing in Sherd Park, St. Albert, Leduc, South side of Edmonton, doesn't matter where you play, right? The cost of the facility is what makes it more expensive, right? Now, if you choose to to want to buy the $200 stick for your nine-year-old when they have no ability to actually benefit that stick, well, that's up to you. But, you know, they can use a $50 stick at nine. It ain't going to change anything. So, but the actual price point is is hard to lower because of the uh, the facility fees. So what, what, you, what you would need is to have more cities... Say, okay, why don't we build some practice rinks and just and, and make it cost effective that are just shells? Because practice time is where the kids get better. You want to keep everything comfortable for the games because parents are watching? Great. But for the actual facilities that are just a practice skate, there are ways to look at it, especially in Canada, that you could do. Right? You you can build more shells. Remember the old shells? Yeah, they're cold. But they don't have to be anything special. They're still expensive, sure. But nothing compared to the massive, you know, nowadays, you know, you build the, uh, you know, a facility and it's got three or four ice sheets and it's got a pool and it's got everything else. And I understand it's good for the community. But if you're looking strictly for for hockey and wanting to try to help lower the cost, well, then you would have. And when I say lower the cost, I'm talking about on the price point per skate. Right, because if you had more facilities, then kids could skate more. Might be the same price, but instead of having one practice a week, maybe they would get two. Well, that's a big difference. Now, some people don't want that commitment too, and that's totally fair. Right? I, I think what has also changed the sport and all sports is there's too many adults who become delusional in thinking that their son or daughter is going to be a pro athlete when they're seven and eight. I'm sorry. You don't know. 
You don't, and, and you can't buy ability, right? You can have all the money in the world. You can't go out and buy a professional player because you can't buy the drive or the will of your son or daughter to want to do the work. You can dream about it. You can want it all you want. But at the end of the day, they're the ones who have to do the work. And maybe they're not as passionate about it. Maybe it's not their dream. And, and the thing is, it might be when they're eight or nine. Hey, you, you love it when kids say, I want to be a pro football player. I want to be a pro hockey player. I want to be a pro gymnast. Whatever they want to be, it's great. But then all of a sudden, you reach a certain age, and now you've got to be full-on committed. And nowadays, it becomes like a job at 14. You got to go to bed every night. Right? You got to eat well. Like, look at Connor Bedard. He said he's never had junk food. How many of you? Now, I'm not saying that you can't have junk food to play in the NHL, but it's a different level of commitment. He was willing to do it. How many others are? Right, and then that means it's a commitment from you as a parent that we can't stop and be. Oh, geez, geez don't have time tonight. Where are we going to eat? Like, who doesn't want to have a Big Mac? I do. I love a Big Mac. But I'm not a professional athlete. So there is, um, you know, I, I think sometimes, like, you know, people, if, if you're not in a certain league, you want to criticize the other league because, like, wow, you know what, geez, my. And sometimes certain kids aren't good enough to play. Right? And that's, And I think as parents, the minute your ego gets caught up in your child's sports, you have to take a step back. Because does anybody out like I I could meet I don't know how many people they could tell me their son or daughter's playing double A they're playing house league division seven it does not impact how I view them one iota I don't care now maybe there are people that do but really do you honestly think other well geez John and Sarah must be doing a great job because uh, their son's playing double A or their daughter's playing double A oh wow. Honestly, are they a good kid? And here's the thing I find about sports, and trust me, I love sports, but I find it interesting how at such a young age you tear in sports. Now think about in school. Should we tear the math class? If your son or daughter isn't as quick in math, would you want them to have a less skilled teacher? Would you want them to have a teacher who wasn't as committed as somebody whose son or daughter was good in math? No, you wouldn't. But we accept it in sports. It's very odd to me. It's very odd. So I've never, uh, I've never really understood that. I don't, uh, I don't get it. Uh, month of giving, we, uh, Corey is up to uh, 2,400. Is that right, Cons? Yeah, we jumped up to 2,400 here. Okay, Corey's up to uh, 2,400. That's Mike. Corey oh. went up to 22. Mike jumped up to oh, 24. Okay, Mike's up at 24. Yeah. All right, and that's the uh, the dinner package with uh, Chef uh, Paul Schufelt. And we're up to uh, 1,400 from uh, Dan on the uh, real estate package. That's an absolute bargain. So we'll tell you what they are. We'll refresh those at the uh, the top of the hour. Uh, quickly, we are going to get uh, in the room brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, a heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operate it and talk about, uh, hey, Evander Kane gets uh, gets the bump up, back playing uh, with McDavid and Hyman, and uh, 
Well, it feels like uh, that should be a good combination. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think kind of all of us in the top six have played together for stretches and periods of time ever since I've been here. Um, obviously, uh, you know, that line had been running really well, and, um, you know, coaches wanted to change it up a little bit. Uh, so it's a good opportunity for me to re, re, uh, reignite, uh, hopefully, some chemistry with those two guys and, and uh, have a good road trip. Yeah, because Kane was on fire. Now he's battling a little bit of an injury bug. But obviously nothing serious uh, to keep him out of the lineup, but uh, a little bit nagging, as uh, as we'll say. And you know, he talks about the Islanders now. This version of the Islanders, and for order fans, if you watch tonight, and and this is shocking because I'd have to go back. I'd love to know when was the last time the Islanders over a ten game span led the NHL in goals. Honestly, I. I I might have to talk to my uh, buddy at the NHL stats department. I'd be I'd be curious when was the last time because right now the Islanders enter tonight having scored the most goals in their last ten games. Now they've also allowed the second most goals. Usually they're a team that doesn't score a lot but doesn't give up a lot. Now they've completely flipped the switch. Now they don't have Pelic and they don't have Pulak in the back end, so that plays a factor. And so ask Kane just about uh, you know battling the Islanders, a team right now that suddenly can score. Yeah, I mean, they really have a, t- a reputation of uh, being a real sound offensive team and yeah. and uh, stingy uh, offensively as well. And I think one of the things uh, that's notable is their power play is really doing a good job clicking. So um, it'll be important for us to stay hot in the kill and uh, stay out of the box. And, um, you know, there'll be a tough test, especially in this building. Their power play is 31%. The only one better is the Edmonton owners at 38% over the last 10 games. Uh, the difference is Edmonton's penalty kill has been good, 87%. Meanwhile, the uh, Islanders have struggled on the PK, just like they've struggled uh, defending five-on-five. Uh, they're at 72%. But they do have that reputation, except right now they're not living up to it. Now, with Sorokin and goal, as we saw with Vasilevsky, Connor Halley, there is, uh, on any given night, when you have that type of elite goalie, he can stone you. And, like, look at, I still, and I, I watched that game again, just because... You just don't see a goaltending performance like that very often from Vasilevsky. And the orders are hoping uh, to not allow Sorokin to uh, Vasilevsky them, uh, shall we say. Uh, Chris Knobloch uh, was asked about the challenges uh, that he sees in facing the Islanders right now. Yeah, no, I think they're a pretty heavy team. Forecheck hard and, um, you know, crash the net. Uh, you know, obviously they've got a lot of skill. Um, their center depth is really good. So I think it's going to be a good challenge for us. So the orders, the key to me tonight is if you look at the top teams in the NHL, the one of the best things they're good at is avoiding losing streaks of three games or more. Boston, funny enough, they've only lost five games in regulation. Three of them came in a row. That's it. They haven't had any. And then if you look at all the other top ten teams, only Winnipeg has had a three-game losing streak. None of the other eight have lost three in a row. They find a way to quickly kind of stop the bleeding. Now, that doesn't mean they might have a stretch of the lose two, win one, lose one, win one. Sure, but you're not losing three in a row. The Oilers last year lost three in a row once and uh, lost um, two in a row, I think, on five other occasions. This season already, they've lost four in a row and they've lost three in a row and they've lost two in a row three times. You have to shorten those type of streaks. That's why I think tonight's game is crucial for the orders to just not all of a sudden find themselves in a three-game losing streak, which can lead to a four-gamer and a five. So try to stop the bleeding as quick as they can. 
Let's get to the uh, con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Specialize in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.